All right, part three. Um, previewing week three of the NFL. Here we are. Um, let's go. I will say there's a week. Week three is when we, you know, we'll see if those the week. Actually, it's more around week four and week five when you kind of get into form of like what teams truly are. Right around week five. Sure. But uh, I think week three is still important in trying. You know, you weeds out some more of the pretenders and contenders. Uh, I agree. And I think there are some great. Uh, there's some great matchups this week. Um, I think the one that is on my radar, and I think most people's radar, is the Buccaneers of the Rams. Oh, it's going to be goodness. a great game. Yeah. I think this is going to be the NFC Championship. Uh, or I predicted this to be the NFC Championship. Yeah. Uh, you know, forty years started. Uh, I think it's going to be a great game. Um, I guess that's how. How do we want to break down these previews? I'll preview it from maybe the Buck side. You can preview from Rams side. Okay. We can maybe. Sure. Or I'll, 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 I'll introduce the Bucks. You talk about that. You may introduce the Rams. I'll talk okay. about that. Um, as far as the Bucks are concerned, uh, I think their defense, uh, their secondary is a little, you know, they're, they're suffering some, um, some injuries, I guess, or they're, they're suffering some setbacks. Um, and it hasn't been the best, their defense so far, and they're kind of vulnerable on the outside and secondary. Um, so this is going to be a barn burner, I feel like, from my perspective, because oh, yeah. – uh, the Bucks offense looks like there's, you know, it looks like there's no slowing down at this rate. It feels like it's on, like Tom Brady's on a, like a fuck you mission to like last year he won the Super Bowl immediately. Now he's going to try and beat break some of the records he set it, you know, in New England. Uh, I feel like this year the way he's just racking up these passing touchdowns, uh, and it could continue. I mean, this year I will say uh, the Rams are a team that allow. Uh, you know, because of how their offense, their defense is built with like two high safeties and like a, the Brandon Staley cover to um, allow the underneath, but then clamp on the underneath, uh, you know, when you think they can rely on it. But Tom Brady will take advantage of underneath passes. Like, of course, it's oh, Tom Brady. that's why everyone hated him. In New England. Like, that's all <laughs> it did. Um, so I feel like they could definitely do that. Uh, pass catching running backs aren't the best. But they'll figure it out. Yeah, I feel like he'll find a way to like utilize that if he has to exploit that. Um, but I, I, other than that, I mean, the passing game should should do really well. It's going to be a high scoring game, I think, uh, from the Bucks' perspective. Um, as far as what they need to do to to stop the Rams, the Rams are going to be without uh, Michelle, probably uh, not Michelle, without Henderson, maybe. Yeah. <coughs> Regardless, the run defense is always good. It's just making sure their pass def- defense relatively holds up because we know Matt Stafford can cork some bombs. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But as far as it – and on offense, um, I think if they just keep doing what they're doing, it should be fine unless Jalen Ramsey shadows Mike Evans. Because I could see Mike Evans getting shadowed by Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. But um, the way the Rams have been using Jalen Ramsey as like – rather than outside corner, but more as interior corner might actually help the bucks because if right. he's not shadowing somebody that's used as the star role, like this nickel type guy, this wild card, that means that you're always freed up to like exactly. the outside receiver. And um, we know how talented those receivers are in Tampa. Um, right. I mean, Antonio Brown will be out, but you know, 
yeah. people can always step in. Exactly. For, it's Tom Brady. Um, that's it for the Bucks. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's that's pretty similar. Uh, I so when it comes to Rams, I think this game in general, uh, my immediate thoughts is you know very recent example would be uh, when the Bucks play the Cowboys in the opener. I feel like you know you'd see something reminiscent to that in some ways, but. I personally think when you know, Rams hosting another high scoring offense, I, it reminds me of when the Rams played the Chiefs on a Monday night football game a few years back. It was 54-51. Yeah. Um, and I, I wouldn't say that you, you bet to get that high in score, but I bet to see a very, very high scoring game. Um, I think both sides, it's a primed uh, to have that happen. Um you know, when you have Daryl Henderson, he's that's the only thing that's what's happening right now. So he's injured. It's questionable right now. We don't know if he's going to play rib cartilage, I think something yeah. like that. Right. And so, you know, if Tony Michelle starts, um, that, that would be slightly of a disadvantage there for Rams. But I think um, they aren't really relying at the running game that much uh, mm-hmm. at this point. They uh, it, it's a complementary part of their offense. Uh, it's a lot of Matt Stafford. I'm going to throw deep to Cooper Cup mainly, um, but Robert Woods is also, you know, slowly and surely getting to mix Tyre Higby as well. Um, I, I, I see, you know, the Tampa Bay defense as a weakness would be that secondary and down, you know, down out deep. And so um, having, you know, often st- attack step, you know, really perfectly sets up for that high scoring kind of a, a night. Now, uh, I think that's going to be on the offensive side. On the defensive side, I think, you know, the Rams, it's going to be interesting seeing what's happening. Um, I think you covered most of it. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay's uh, offensive line, it's been, it's been pretty solid. Yeah. We'll see what happens with Aaron Donald. Uh, I think, uh, you know, when the Rams played um, last week, uh, it, it, was, it was an interesting game. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, they – they had, you know, three quarters against Colts that Aaron Donald was mostly limited. Fourth quarter, Aaron Donald like started feasting a little bit. So exactly. we're, we'll try to see. I think I think the Bucks defense will offensive line, sorry, will try to and will neutralize uh, Donald in some ways. You know, most of the game, but maybe late in the game when it actually becomes critical, maybe he'll make some kind of impact. So we'll we'll have to see, but. Um, all signs point to a very high scoring game and a very entertaining one as well. Yeah. I, I think, um, people will say, I mean, the overs have gone up on this before it was like 53 and now it's like 55 is keeps increasing the, the over on this. Um, and this game is going to be high scoring for sure. I believe, uh, you said, uh, you know, Cowboys bucks. And I thought that was kind of, a good good comparison thinking about Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are like really the two top targets and right the Amari Cooper C D Lamb, you know, like it's <laughs> exactly um, I feel like it's good. And I don't think they the fact that they weren't that run heavy to begin with in the first two games, especially against the Bears, and uh they won't try and start that now. The Bucks run defense is too good to do that. Oh yeah. Um so I mean Ultimately, if you look at like it looks like the passing games have like the advantage over the secondaries based on how the secondaries have been playing recently. That's correct. Um, yes. I mean, I think on paper, um, in the Rams secondary should be better. The Bucks secondary should be better. Just not there right now. Yeah. Um, Growing pains. And uh, I think it just goes with defensive. Uh, it's just the trenches now. It's Aaron Donald. And that's Rams defensive line versus the Bucks offensive line. And that Bucks defensive line versus – the Rams offensive line. 
think that's what it comes down to. Right. Uh, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I could definitely, see, I, I, I see it. Um, I don't know if I see a Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs Rams Monday <laughs> night, you know, that game classic vibe, just because the Rams defense themselves don't really, aren't prone to like long bombs that are needed for high scoring games. But I could definitely see Brady not faltering at all and leading perfect drives and like sure. systematically scoring. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll still be a high game. But right. like, it, I don't think this it'll get in the fifties. Okay. See, I, I don't expect it. the Rams cap scoring ceiling. I'll say that much. Um, and um, man, as far as picking a winner's concerned, though, this is going to be tough. That's going to be tough. It's so tough. Um, I'm kind of inclined to say um, the Rams right now uh, just because – or actually, I take that back. Not the Rams. I misspoke. The Bucks. I'm inclined to take the Bucks right now just because um, I think the Bucks defensive line versus a Rams offensive line is going to be the, the – uh, what's it called? That's the difference. That's the difference. Because, like, that Bucks offensive line is – maybe one of the best in the NFL. Yeah. And yeah like, as great as Aaron Donald is, and he's amazing in that Rams, at least that's more of a new, that's more of a even matchup than think about how great that Bucks defensive line is. And the Rams offensive line is all right. It's maybe above average, but it's not like the Bucks offense. Yeah. It's right. not the Bucks offensive line. Exactly. Exactly. So I could see the, you know, the Bucks defensive line kind of getting at Matt Stafford. And especially if, um, They'll try and set up some quick targets if you went to Cooper Cup at the beginning. But if um, the Bucks can get better at um, their corner at cornerback, which I I know they I picked them to win the Super Bowl because I think they could get better <laughs> right. at that, right? Then they could bracket it and figure out a way to limit Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. I think, but sure. Um, so I'll take the Bucks in this, okay. and they're favored for reasons. So I'll take the Bucks. I I, I oh, I'm not betting up against the Bucks right now. I just won't because they, they just look great. And uh, there's no reason to until they don't look great. And so I don't think they will. So I, th- I like the Bucks as well. All right, sweet. So I think that's marquee game one. Marquee yep. game two, in our opinion, is the Niners uh, taking on the Packers. Uh, so Packers at Niners. Um, I'm going to repeat the same thing. I'll take the Packers side. All right. So the Packers. Packers got to see their run game work. Um, against a team that wanted to run the ball. Um, you know, they used Aaron Jones. He looked great. Uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, didn't make too many – he didn't make mistakes because what can you really do against that um, that line defense to make too many mistakes? <laughs> uh, that defense, though, it's a little co- – it's a cause for concern. Outside of Jair Alexander, uh, that secondary is kind of rough. You, got, you saw Kevin King still getting smoked. Still getting, <laughs> yeah. Still, it's kind of getting, getting kind of bad on defensive assignments. Um, as far as detail, defensive technique is concerned, it looks like. And Eli Stokes, it looks like their um, their rookie cornerback. He made a good play on against the Lions. He's going to be uh, he's questionable, so he might not play. Um, right. That um, that offensive line we talked about. There might be some woes. There might be some concerns about that. Um, so this is definitely concerning and the Niners, I think I, I can't remember the last time in like a seriously important game or like when both teams were good that the, um, 
Packers beat the Niners. Even the game, like <laughs> the Shanahan two-win team, like yeah. when they had Nick Bosa or they were going to get Nick Bosa that year, uh, they they only lost by like a like six points against the Packers. Oh wow! That was the same. That was the year. Oh, that was the year before um, the Niners went to the Super Bowl. They were like pretty bad the year before. Yeah, actually. yeah. Packers only won, and the Packers were like the second seed. They're an NFC championship. Yeah, they're yeah. an NFC. Well, they're an NFC championship. Was it that year? What was that year's NFC championship? Um, so year before that was the Rams. That was Rams Saints. Oh, Rams. Right. Okay, my bad. Um, right, that was Rams Saints. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm getting my years confused. Point is, uh, <laughs> even when the Niners only won two games, is what I'm saying. They still play the Packers really close. And so it's always – and the Kaepernick years, like every – the Niners always get the best of the Packers. We've seen in recent memory the Niners get the best of the Packers. Um, or so uh, we – or at least um, not last year. But but the Packers don't really match up well against the Niners. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can talk more about the Niners' strengths and weaknesses. But – Packers offensive line being a relative weakness and their yeah. secondary not doing what just relies on Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and Devontae Adams. Yeah. Like it relies on their trio players, yeah. and we'll see if that holds up. So I think this game really just, uh, for me, answers a lot of questions I have from both sides of the ball, uh, for both teams. Uh, I have questions for the Niners, as uh, I recapped in our last uh, segment. I have questions about the Packers because I don't know what we're looking at. Is it going to be, uh, is that Saints game, was it a fluke? Was this, uh, you know, Boone against the Lions? Was that actually something legit? What what are they? Where are they at? So this game will answer a lot of questions for me. I think the Niners, uh, they're in a unique position right now that their run game and, you know, in the Shanahan offense, run game is vital. It's in a very tough spot, um, you know, all the running backs basically that exist on that roster got injured. Um, right now there are two running backs that um, are somewhat had saw some kind of game time, Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon are both questionable. Um, so we'll, we'll see what kind of capacity they'd be able to contribute in the run game. And so um, that becomes very interesting because once you, if you have a Shanahan offense with Jimmy Garoppolo out back without a reliable running game, that becomes very difficult. I think. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even with the Packers not having, I'd say, a world-class pass rush, they uh, it's still going to be uh, – life's going to be pretty tough for Jimmy. And so um, when it comes to that um, and passing-wise, I'd like to see what happens with the rest of the contributors on the Niners' uh, receiving core. Right now I see a lot of Debo Samuel. I see he leads the, you know, the NFL actually in terms of uh, reception cards right now. And so he obviously has a great rapport with uh, – uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo, but what is George Kittle? Uh, what's he going to do this game? Uh, what yeah. is possibly Brandon Ayuk? I keep bringing him up because he was so great last season. He's been a no-show this season. There's something that we'd like to have some questions answered there as well. And so, um, yeah, just seeing what the passing game does. The defense, I think the 49ers defense, um, before the season, we looked at it and it's like on paper, this is a very talented uh, roster on defense, but uh, it's it's been slightly disappointing. Um, we'll have to see what happens against Packers. I do expect them to get to Aaron Rodgers a little bit. 
I think, uh, because I, I don't like the uh, Packers offensive line as much. I think uh, they did lose a lot, uh, you know, with uh, Corey Lindsay leaving, with Dave Bakhtiari still injured. It's going to be a very, uh, you know, interesting kind of scenario to see between in the trenches uh, for both sides there. So, yeah, that's why I have 49ers. What would you say in terms of game predictions then? I'm who I'm trying to figure out who the running back for um, the Niners is going to be if Elijah Mitchell and um, Tracer and both don't play. Yeah, it looks like it's Trenton Cannon, the same guy that the Ravens dropped. So oh my gosh, like this is this is getting rough if both of them can't. Yeah, play. I, I I have concerns when when that happens. Um, and Jimmy G, let, let's say this, uh, he. You know, he, he sometimes delivers, but I, I don't think he's a magician back there. So the thing is, I mean, I knew their running backs were injured, but I forgot that also, like, all three, like, DeMichael Hasty, Eli Mitchell, and Tracer are all injured. Hasty's on the IR. So, yeah. 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 He's, and um, Jeff Wilson's still not going to come back. Mostert's on the IR. So yeah. <laughs> I was going to take the Niners uh, to win it and possibly cover a spread. But I forgot that they don't really have a running back. They don't have a running game. So kinda, yeah, I'm a little. Uh, I'm a little. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know who to pick. Uh, I guess I'd have to pick Packers in the gag case, but um, nah, screw it. I'm still gonna pick the Niners. <laughs> I think. I think the defensive uh, line, that Niners defense, is pretty good. Actually, uh, their secondary depth is not the best, but. Um, I think they'll get to Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Uh, that defensive line will get to Aaron Rodgers. And uh, I know Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's, he's great. You know, he's, he's a great, you know, he's a great quarterback and uh, they'll figure out outlets and ways to, ways to beat this team uh, or ways to beat some of the coverages on this team if the secondary is relatively weak. But I think there's going to be times where that defense is going to make something happen. Okay. Uh, I'm just predicting that, but I will say, and like I said, aforementioned about the Packers defense, I do not have that same hope in the Packers defense. Oh, I, I, I don't either. Yeah, that Packers defense. I, I, I think George Kittle could go off. He could. I think George Kittle will go off, especially if they can't rely on a running game. Uh, they might, you know, they'll. I feel like Trenton Cannon will. I, I trust Shanahan enough to where, like, I think he can make a run system work with anyone. Okay. As long as they're a competent running back. I mean, we hadn't heard of Elijah Mitchell. You know, the way we talk about Trent Kane now is probably the way we'd be talking about Elijah Mitchell, right? At least us. Yes. Not like, yeah. We're not like super nerds or anything right. with football. Like, you know, when Raheem Mostert got out, right? We were like, oh, who's this guy? Well, we saw him perform. It was against the Lions, even. We still saw him perform, right? <laughs> right. So, like, I still see, like, if you can just get a running back in there. They'll figure it out. It works. Okay. Uh, but I think Kittle can go off this game. Uh, okay. Because the way Talkinson went off in the, uh, the Lions game, I can see them going off. But this, I just have more faith in Niners defense. Okay. Interesting pick for me. I I just think that the, the Niners have, have such a – I don't know what it is. I, it's somewhat maybe just these running backs are – it's weird. Like, it's either bad luck. All of them are injury prone, or the Shanahan offense, the scheme in which they are running these running backs are making them more exposed to injury. I don't know what it is, but you know this is an unbelievable amount of injuries. I think Trenton Canyon right now. Let's let's say 
both Mitchell and Sherman don't play. If it's just Trenton Cannon, I am going to pick the Packers um, because um, I think there's a good chance that if this trend continues, Trenton Cannon would be maybe limited in some way. <laughs> and then you don't have any more backups because you already use it like that. No, they, they still do. Yeah, but it's like that's like going to like <laughs> really unknown. That's like I'm gonna. They got carry on Johnson, man. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Karen Johnson off the street. That's that's obviously uh no, but I think Trey Sermon is also like it's questionable tag, but like Trey Sermon could still play. You okay. know what I'm saying? Like the fact that we're saying it's 50-50, like imagine if Trey Sherman and Elijah Mitchell do play. Yeah, and then and then, and then I'd I'd say that they're fine yeah, yeah, going exactly. with the 49ers, but exactly. I, I just think uh that run game that I think that's very pivotal. Also, if we want to do, I mean if we want to do spread picks, I will say I take um I'd take the Bucks on the spread. They're like minus one and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's probably best to take uh, because they're so even. The Bucks and Rams, whoever's not the favorite, uh, take them. But uh, I just think the Bucks will win, so I <laughs> take them. Right? Uh, because essentially we pick them in this game. Um, if uh, on the spread. If uh, Trenton Cannon is a running back, then I'm taking the Packers. Yep. If not, then I'm taking the Niners on the spread. It's minus three and a half. Okay. Yeah. And a half. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I don't know. I kind of like I wish I it, like it would be better if it's at three. Because yeah. three and a half is risky. That's risky. But if it's minus three, I would take the Niners. Right, right. Minus three and a half, then I might take the Packers. I might just take plus. Packers for both. Yeah. I might take Packers at plus three and a half. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. cool. So rest of the schedule, I, there is one other game we'll maybe spend a little bit more time on, just yeah, sure. it being a divisional game. But other than that, um, the other games we'll just uh, recap for you all, preview for you all in the, you know, a little bit more of a speedy manner. But the one other game was a divisional game, the uh, L.A. Chargers against Kansas City Chiefs. Um, now, you know, it, you could say, you want me to start? What, what, what do you want to do? Um, we can do it like we did before. Okay. Uh, I'll try and shorten it. All right. So Chargers, uh, Justin Herbert, uh, looks like he's, he's doing well. Uh, he did great week one. Week two was a little bit of a setback, but he still played relatively well. Um, uh, Austin Eckler's, you know, rounding in the form, becoming that dual threat back and right. uh, the receiving, the receiving is just becoming more varied. I think the Chargers defense is also, I mean, it's good. Uh, we knew it was good. Uh, Turn James is questionable again. Oh my gosh. Um, but sorry, I'm just we're looking at the injury <laughs> report right now. I see Chris Harris, Derwin James, and Joey Bosa are all questionable. What is what is this? Um, yeah. Oh my, oh boy. Uh, but <laughs> the Chargers defense has played quite well. I mean, yeah. we've no, I mean, Brandon Staley, I'm so high on him as any NFL fan is really. Um <laughs> But that defense has played really well. Asante Samuel uh, Jr. has been quite good as a rookie. Absolutely. And I've been high on him. And that offensive line is looking pretty good uh, for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess it all comes down to, like, whether the, um, you know, and there is, in a way, a certain ceiling. I mean, the ceiling is really high for Chargers, but, like, I don't know if they're hitting it right now. Um, and I don't know if by week three they will. I guess that might reveal who I'm about to pick. But um, <laughs> it, it, I mean, these injuries to so Duran James and Joey Bosa, like their two best defensive players. I mean, that's really important, uh, right. clearly. Right. Um, so if they can play, that'd be nice uh, because that would make that a really, really entertaining game. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I okay. Going on to the Chiefs. Um, 
I think when you look at them and their performance uh, in their last two games, they've been typical Chiefs. They've done well. Um, I think, you know, even, you know, last game when they had the Ravens, where the Ravens successfully really just followed up Tyreek Hill, just eliminated from that game, they still managed to, you know, just really pour it on in terms of points. That, that wasn't an issue with uh, for Kansas City at all. So um, I think they're, you know, somewhat multidimensional in their passing game, even though their running game isn't that reliable. And uh, they've been kind of like uh, running away from that in some ways. But uh, it's just uh, such a magical and, you know, prolific uh, passing game that uh, the Chiefs are totally fine there. So um, I do, I, I feel like, I feel like uh, overall, you know, Tyreek, We'll probably have a better game this time around. Um, I'm, I'm guessing. I feel like uh, just that it, it's it's difficult to know to have that kind of uh, pressure and to have to bracket him uh, the entire game like that. So um, I expect to see you know a little bit more of an explosion there. Um, defensive side. Well, I I don't know. I think uh, you know the Chiefs. The, the GD defense is interesting. I'd say <laughs> their run defenses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so when it comes to that, you know, you have Eckler in the backfield. Uh, he he's probably going to do pretty well um, against this Chiefs run defense, which is not that great. Um, and uh, you know, the pass defense, it it's it, it's all right. I'd say it's you know, it, it's all right. But I think uh, you know Herbert's. Very interesting. He's he's a very talented quarterback. He has, you know, very good wide receiver options in Allen. He has now has Jared Cook, has his, you know, I guess a safety blanket in some ways as well. So what am I looking here? I'm looking at a somewhat high scoring game, I'd say. Um yeah, because I, I think I think this is correct. Yeah, I think it's gonna be high scoring. The Chiefs always puts up points, so that's one like kind of a guarantee on one side. The question is how much will the Chargers put up? I think, you know, with a weak running game with Eckler doing well. And with, you know, I, I still believe in Herbert and his passing game. I think uh, they'll complement each other. So I think points will be scored. All right. Yeah, uh, that's solid. As far as picks are concerned, um, I would take the Chiefs to win. Like, okay. just to, uh, went out right. Uh, I cannot see the Chiefs losing two in a row. Bottom line. I agree. I, I just I, I just can't see the Chiefs losing two. How about spread? Oh, I take Chargers. I just okay. think okay. spread. I I think it's a be a close game. I agree. Uh, I yeah. think uh, I can see six and a half is way too much. I think I can so. see yeah six and a half. They they do a six and a half because if uh, just so the public would bet on the Chiefs because it's under a touchdown, but uh, six and a half essentially means it's a touchdown. It means seven. Right. You can't have a half point. Exactly. So <laughs> this is a funny way of putting it there so that people can bet on the Chiefs. But uh, now I I think they'll. They'll definitely – I think they'll control the pace of play. I mean, you saw against the Cowboys that they played really well, actually, yep. and were arguably the better team, oh, yeah. I might say. Yep. Uh, but they can control the pace of play, especially with Eckler. He's a pretty solid running back. And, uh, I mean, the thing is, Spagnola's defense, I think, could come up clutch in a way. And, I mean, we'll see if Herbert's able to – what's it called? Um, really dissect that defense. Yeah. Um but as far as I mean, as why I think the Chargers could close the spread. That's what it is. Is because I, as much as you might say it's gonna, I don't think it's gonna be too high scoring. I was gonna use you ridiculously high scoring. I mean, I can see the Chargers having to slow the game down with the run okay. and like you know try doing it step by step rather than going for big bombs. Hmm. Uh, 
um, in this game. And they could go, they could try and match it blow for blow. But if you do that, then the Kansas City is definitely going to win. Yeah. Um, That's fair. As much as, I mean, again, this Brandon Staley defense is designed so that you don't go for bull for, or you can't go all out, you know. Yeah. Uh, you have to go dink and dunk and you have to go slowly and you can't um, pass deep and, you know, yeah. go for explosive plays, which is why we have the Chargers covered, which is why I have the Chargers covered. Okay. Because I don't think the Chiefs are going to be able to just go ballistic like they usually do. Mm-hmm. But I still think they'll win. I'm only saying this just because. They're at home. It's Andy Reid. It's Patrick Mahomes. They'll figure it out. That's the only reason I'm picking those to win it. Oh, okay. It's because okay. interesting. It's like the, what the Patriots used to be, right? It's like the name on the thing. Like you, they have to win it if, like you know, if they look if they lose a game beforehand. Right. That's what the Chiefs would be. I agree. Called. I I mean I personally am maybe I'm a little too bullish, but I think the Chiefs like get somewhere near maybe a little bit below, but somewhere near thirty points in this game. Oh yeah, I think it's thirty. I think they'll get thirty. Okay. Yeah, and I think the Chargers will like be very close to that as well. That's yeah. why I'm saying it's a close game. But yeah, I, I do too. I, I wasn't saying like the Chiefs were going to get like a 40, 50. Because I don't think, what, I mean, also deceiving with people, like when is the last time the Chiefs actually got 40? It's been a while. It's been a while. It's, yeah. They partially, settled in the 30s. Yeah, yeah. 30s partially because sometimes they pull out their guys and they don't have to score as much or other times just that, you know. No last games though, they have been very close. They have not covered the spread in like their last Right, that's that's games. true. That's true. So, <coughs> 30s is a – I think that's a pretty safe yeah. margin. All right. Now time for, I guess, relatively quick. I'm going to yep. say like a minute per uh, – Sure. minute or two minutes per game. Uh, tonight's game, as we release this. Yeah, it will be tonight. Oh, my gosh. I got I got my work cut out for me. <laughs> I shouldn't say cut out, but I got a lot of work to do for so this. We got Carolina at Houston. Uh, I guess we'll say this. We can go back and forth, too. Uh, Carolina, um, I'm taking Carolina to win this. Oh God. <laughs> I'm definitely, I'm definitely taking Carolina to win this on the spread though. I'm not quite sure. I, yeah. I say I'm pass. not quite sure either. Uh, I'd slightly, um, I'd lean towards Carolina, but I, I don't want to bet on this one. Eight is a lot. I'd say minus seven is good, but like minus eight is a lot. Yeah. I'd still take Carolina. Um, so Carolina's defense, uh, looks great. Uh, looks young. It looks scrappy. Uh, Davis Mills, rookie quarterback. Um, didn't look too great in his first start, but we'll see. He's on a short week to repair, so not enough time to really prepare that much anyways. Texans defense isn't the best, and McCaffrey and DJ Moore can carve it up. Yeah, so Carolina has more talent. Texans do not. You have the General Mills in, you know, kind of like starting out kind of his first starting game. Uh, And uh, Mark Ingram is leading in the least efficient uh, yards per carry as running back, so – I see Caroline winning here. Maybe yeah. not by eight, but yeah, I see Caroline definitely here. by winning. I mean, by eight's a lot, but that's I think Davis Mills, if he's a rookie quarterback in his first start without Caroline's defense looking, that's a lot. Uh, Washington Buffalo, uh, man, this this game, um, I will say this right now, where you can legally bet, um, <laughs> tease the over down and bet it. Uh, because bet the over. Uh, this game is not going to be probably not at forty five. It's probably going to be higher in my in my opinion. Because uh, both defenses aren't the best, uh, in my opinion. I think um, you know Washington with uh, you know Taylor Heineke looks good. Actually, I'm pretty high on Taylor Heineke. Uh, in my personal opinion, I've seen how he's played against uh, how he's played against the. Um, 
uh, the Bucks in that playoff game, that wild card game, yeah. uh, even against the Panthers. I mean, he had the interception late in that game, but uh, he played really well against the Panthers like last year. Yeah. And so I'm pretty high on his improvisation. And I mean, him and Terry McLaurin have a connection, but I think um, Tredavious White could maybe stamp that out possibly. And uh, uh, as far as Buffalo is concerned, uh, thing about Buffalo's offense. I mean, it's uh if Washington's defense didn't look good against the Giants. I mean, imagine how it's gonna look against the Bills. Oh, oh dear. Uh brace oh dear. yourself. Um yeah, Stefan Diggs is gonna be a little one wild and uh, uh hopefully Josh Allen, this will be like the comeback game for Josh Allen uh, as far as his uh, accuracy and stuff yeah. like that's concerned. Yeah. Um but I personally have whoa the spread moved down. Man, the Sharps really took Washington. Um, I was about to say I had Washington in the spread, but now I have Bills in the spread. So I have Bills winning it. Uh, I have Bills actually, I would say seven and a half, but I have them covering minus seven. If it's minus seven, I definitely have them. It used to be minus nine, but it moved down a lot. Okay. So um, minus nine would be too steep for the Bills. But right. uh, I think minus seven is not too bad. Uh, but I have I have, uh, I have the Bills winning. Okay. Okay. Um, I just saw this that Antonio Gibson is on, uh, he's questionable for this game, which is, that's interesting, um, thing to be noteworthy of, but you know, not, nothing too much to add. I just think, um, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be relatively high scoring. I see good, uh, good, you know, touchdowns for me either side. Um, I think, uh, Allen would be good with digs. I think Heineke would be good with McLaurin. Uh, I, I believe in, you know, that um, connection there as well. Um, I don't know. That's, that's seven and a half. That that thing, I, and the more I'm thinking about it, I wouldn't say definitely because, like, before um, – when it was nine, I was like, okay, I'll just pound Washington there. But, um, all right, okay. So, if, if I was betting today, I'd still take the football team, I think. Right now. Plus seven and a half. Plus seven and a half. I don't know. Maybe they moved this line to because seven and a half. Yeah, no, I, you're right. At minus nine, I wouldn't take the Bills. I take Washington at plus nine. Uh minus seven and a half. It was seven. I, I leaned, I leaned, I still lean towards the Bills, but I could easily see a situation where Washington bets this. So the fact that they move it down, um man, it's it's it makes it hard. Uh, but I'm surprised it moved at one and a half points in like a matter of one day. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, that's wow. crazy. But definitely the over. Okay. The over. Um, cool. Next, Chicago, Cleveland. Oh, man. Uh, Justin Fields' first start. Yep. Chicago and Cleveland. Um, so, with this being uh, Fields' first start, uh, it's a rookie quarterback's first start. We'll see how it goes. Uh, offensive line isn't great. And Miles Garrett's on the other end. Um, so that's going to be terrifying for him, probably. Um, yeah. I, I definitely think that the Bears, um, if they want to stay in this game, have to lean on Fields trying to pass it more. But I could see Matt Nagy being how he's not that great of a play caller and, like, not a good coach, in my opinion. Uh-huh. Uh, could see I could see them try and lean on the run game and try and – play conservative so that Fields doesn't, like, overexpose himself. In that case, um, I don't know if they're going to be able to catch it with the Browns because the Browns' running game is so good. It's it's quite good. And that Browns offense, I could I could see it doing, you know, doing really well. And this Bears defense, uh, deceivingly, you know, 
they say it's like pretty good, but I think um, what's it called? Deceivingly, it's not as good as we think it is. And um, I think uh, I think the Browns uh, win this one for sure. I, I think the Browns will win this one. But um, what about you? Yeah, I think uh, pretty much night and day for me. I'd take the, the Browns just have uh, so much more talent. I'd say top to bottom when it looks to that. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, like maybe Justin Fields would be a better quarterback uh, later down the road. But this game, I think Baker Mayfield would be a better quarterback. I think, uh, you know, the, the running game, the Browns definitely have an advantage there for sure. I think the receiving game, I think, you know, with OBJ coming back and they have Najoku and they have, you know, so many weapons under a more kind of a planned out and organized scheme under the Stefanski offense. Uh, that'd be more effective than that of a, you know, few days prep, um, Justin Fields, Matt Nagy kind of uh, scheme there. Yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, the Browns defense was better, much better than the, uh, the Bears. And so um, I definitely take Cleveland. That's, yeah, not much more to say there. Um, spread, what'd you say? I'd take the Bears plus five. Interesting. Um, what, you know, if if you would tease, if you could tease it down, I could maybe say tease it down three points to get Bears plus ten because that's what would be most. Uh, but Bears I'd, plus ten, I'd take. Yeah, but I'd still take Bears plus seven. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I I I'm almost thinking because the Browns are playing at home, there's there's blowout potential that I maybe take the Browns. I don't think the Bears are that bad. I'm a little higher than the Bears. Bears. I don't know. I mean, I, I think they're not the best, but I, I I mean, I didn't think you would be like <laughs> as opposed as I am. Like, chance, I thought I was being down. Out. There's a chance it turns out. Yeah, there's a chance. I'm, I'm I don't know. We'll see. Um, Baltimore, Detroit. Oh, man. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so – Baltimore coming off a great game. Yeah. You know, they're happy. They're exuberant. Uh, Lamar, you know, they're in the top of the world, even though they lost week one. Uh, they're feeling really happy about themselves. Detroit has quietly, you know, been in these games. They've been, you know, with how devoid of talent they are, they're still like staying in these games. Yep. Um, let's see. But, uh, you know, they got some, there's <laughs> the, the, the secondary has been, uh, kind of rough for the Ravens and um, there's been some injury woes for sure. And their talent, you know, their run game, it's, you know, it's diversified, you might say with the various running backs. Uh, and I guess that would work against the lions. Uh, but um, I guess that's all I have to say really. All right. Anything um, else you want to add? I, I think uh, I'm looking at, we're in, looking at the injury report slot more than, uh, it's actually very interesting both sides that there is quite a bit of injuries uh, yeah. that, that could be in play here. But um, I just think the Ravens and the Lions when it comes to those two, um, yeah, the Lions could stay in. They could be, you know, hanging in tough. But the Ravens, I think, are just, you know, they're in another class in terms of just like everything top to down, um, top to bottom in terms of talent, in terms of execution, coaching, and everything like that. I see the Ravens winning here. Yeah. Um, now the spread. I also have the Ravens winning, by the way. Yeah. Spread. I have Lions plus eight. I do too. That one I do. That I do. I think plus eight is a quite considerable margin. So. Also, I think the Ravens are at a somewhat letdown spot. I still think the Ravens win, but I think it's like 
they're traveling on the road to a team and they just came off like the biggest win of, you know, maybe supposedly, you know, Lamar has been saying the Chiefs are his kryptonite, whatever. He's probably internalizing that one a lot. Right. Just, you know, feeling really crazy about it, that this could be a somewhat of a letdown spot. And with how the Lions have been playing consistently hard, they could find a way to fight and stay in this game. There is some potential. I wouldn't say that. We'll see about that. Maybe maybe not that much, but yeah. Colts at the Titans. Man, Colts at Titans. So, Colts, Carson Wentz, uh, let's see, Carson uh, Carson Wentz has sprained both of his ankles. (laughs) Oof. (laughs) <laughs> uh, to say the least. And um, so it will be Jacob Eason if, uh, you know, if at quarterback if Carson Wentz can't play. Um, the Colts offense, you know, Michael Pittman, uh, I guess, uh, showed out against the um, the Rams. And, um, I mean, they're, they're getting uh, to the end zone. They're just not doing the best in the end zone, supposedly. Um, Titans – Terrible week one. Week two got better in the second half. We'll see if that sustains with Derrick Henry's monstrous game. Uh, But that offensive line seems like a little, you know, there's a little bit of pause, you know, cause concern for that offensive line. Right. Um, But this should be, um, this should be a high scoring game. Interesting. The defenses aren't the best. Not the best. I feel like, okay. Yeah. I don't think so. But, um, that's all I gotta say. I, I don't really have too much to say about this game. I don't have too much to say. I'm just trying to think. I when I think about how this game can run game strips wise, I could almost see in some ways that you have two very competent running backs on either side. You have Derrick Henry, Titans, you have Jonathan Taylor and Colts. Noted that, you know, Taylor's been a little bit disappointing right now, but I, I, I don't think it's like you know that big of a uh, issue there. I could see I, you know, in some ways maybe. There is there is possibility where it could go like uh, each side tries to eat out the clock and just run it a lot, but um, I also could see a lot of passing as well. Um, so you know, overall, um, I would say I like the Titans a little more just because they're at home and because they have less injuries, and I think Derrick Henry has proven himself last <coughs> that he's still part of them. So that's where we're at. Yeah, I I but I think I mean it's I think that. But though, because um, what's it called, the the Colts and the Titans, their defenses are not the best. Not the best. Their run defenses haven't been particularly. Uh, I feel like the Colts defense could definitely improve. Uh, it doesn't feel like they're at their full potential right now. And if uh, if that stays the case, then this could be just a relatively high scoring game, just running the ball on both sides. Even. Because the Titans defense, as we know, isn't the best either. Right. So, exactly. Um, as far as who wins it, I'll take the Titans. Uh, well, I'll take the Titans at home, uh, just because there might be uh, some carryover from that second half that they went wild that they could, you know, play with. And I mean, we'll see if Carson Wentz can is at full health. Because if it's Jacob Eason, then I'm definitely taking the Titans. <laughs> um, yeah. And for the spread, it's all dependent on Jacob Eason. When the spreads put at five and a half, that's really like a sign that the books don't really know what's going to happen. Sure. Uh, 
but they're just putting what they perceive as the supposed favorite ahead. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure on this spread. Honestly. I'm not sure. I am not particularly sure. I I think because of how the nature is going to run, I would lean towards probably picking the Colts at plus five and a half. But I'm leaning that way too, especially if it's Carson Wentz. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. But. Yeah. Okay. Uh, already covered that. Oh, we've already covered the Chargers and the Chiefs. My team at home versus the Saints. What the you Saints got? Pats. What you got? What you got? Well, first talk about it. Saints, night and day performances. Two, <laughs> Absolutely. One two. Yep. Um, Jameis Winston, does he need LASIK surgery again? Does he not? Who knows? <laughs> uh yeah, that offense looked quite bad week two, but good week one. And uh, again, it could just be because that Panthers defense is better than the Packers defense. I'm really low on the Packers. It's only week two. I know they need to calm down, but that this Packers defense does not look that good. Um, Patriots. Uh, Patriots defense, on the other hand, looks solid. Looks like it does. It gets the job done. Absolutely. It may not be spectacular or explosive, but – and like super athletic, but it, I feel like it gets the job done. Uh, their offense, uh, it's good. It's relying on the run, and the Saints are good at stopping the run. So we'll see how that goes. But um, I think uh, you know it's very efficient. I feel like Josh McDaniels might have something under his uh, under his, uh, you know in his sleeve, um, mm. you know up his sleeve. Uh, that's all I got for a uh, breakdown on that. I think, um, I mean, I'm kind of, you can probably already see where I'm slightly leaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think uh, pretty much agree. I, I think when it looks to the Saints, it's uh, a lot of question marks because it's a night and day kind of performance there. So one of them could be a fleek, one of them could be real, could be just like somewhere in between. But I, I don't have too much confidence in the Saints right now, just looking at what they are. Meanwhile, the Patriots right now, they're, you know, they're moving along at a pace that uh, we described earlier as a little bit slow, but a very solid and, you know, points will be scored. Um, the Patriots will ensure that for you. So um, that's that's what you're looking at. So, you know, would you take the boom bust or would you take the constant? I like consistency. I take the Patriots here. Yeah, um, I think I'm taking the Patriots to win it. Um, they're at home. They're, they're at home, yes. Um, yeah, they're definitely at home. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> you can tell it's getting late here. Um, and what else to say? I mean, other than why I'm picking them, and I think it's just the – I feel like, you know, Belichick salivates playing quarterbacks like Jameis Winston. Yeah, and he can try, you know, bait and, like, you know, use the baits to get picks. Yep. And um, it's all on Sean Payton to keep him disciplined. And I will say this, though. The Patriots' run defense is quite susceptible. Mm. So I could see if they uh, find creative ways to get Kamara to ball or try and funnel it through Kamara, that – Could be interesting. Yeah, they could definitely uh, maybe pull off the upset. uh, Suppose it's upset. Okay. So when it comes to spread – they put it right. They put it perfectly. Exactly. They put it perfectly at minus three. Does it perfect? Right. I don't know who to. I don't know what to pick on the spread uh, at minus three. Um, 
That's not, that's a very hard one to pick. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what, what Damian Harris's status is with a questionable tag here, but I, I think, I think it'll be fine. Okay. Uh, right now it's leaning towards fine, but we'll see. Okay. Um, I would take this. I kind of, I think the Patriots win it, but for some reason, I'm still going to take the Saints on the spread at plus three because, like, mm. if it was plus, if it was plus two and a half, then I take. I don't know why I might take the Pats because I think, um, yeah, I think this is going to be a really low scoring game. Okay. Uh, the over under moved up actually, but it's going to be a really low scoring game. I think, um, and. I could see the run game for run game and it being essentially pick them. And it's just up to, you know, I have, I basically, what I'm saying is I have the Patriots, but like I have Patriots barely. Okay. Like it's awesome. I, I'd pick the Patriots minus three, but that's just risky for me. But yeah, I, again, there's a reason they get the big bucks. They put it perfectly. <laughs> if you can tease a lot of stuff and put it in parlays, that's, that's, that's very helpful. Go instead of doing these. <laughs> All right, Falcon Giants. Um, hmm. <laughs> uh, defense doesn't exist. We will uh, find out. That's <laughs> really interesting. No. Yeah, yeah, no. These defenses are both quite rough. Uh, the offenses are a little better, I guess, but I don't know about the Falcons. Arthur Smith has not gone off to a good start, uh, to say the least. Uh, the Giants, on the other hand, uh, Daniel Jones is showing explosiveness. Uh, Saquon Barkley might get um, – you know, Daniel Jones running for these yards, man. She's leading Russia. Danny Wheels, yeah. Right now on this team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> Saquon, if maybe, you know, each week we keep waiting for him to pop off, uh, this could be the week. This couldn't – I mean, okay. if if, he, if if his knee were to be healthy, this would definitely be a good game for him. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but uh, – Man, oh man, oh man. I've been avoiding this game, like, you know, as far as, you know, picking a winner, you know, picking a spread is concerned. Uh, but I, I just think both not that great defenses. The offenses are better than their defenses, but it's not like they're world breaking or anything. Um, so, yeah. This is a very hard game for me. I think the main thing for me when I'm picking this game is what team right now is more desperate in terms of like what their um, seasons. And I think when you look at it, I think Atlanta had a lot more high expectations going to this season, in my opinion. Um, and for them to start 0-2 in the fashion that they started, um, I think there's a lot of questions that, um, you know, they, uh, you know, the public would like to have answered. And so I think the Falcons are in a more desperate situation right now. And uh, I'd actually pick Atlanta right here. I'd take the Giants to win it. Okay. I just like the Giants' offense more than Atlanta's offense right now. That's fair. That's the bottom line. I I, I worry about Atlanta's run game. I, I absolutely hate it, but I mean, yeah. I, I don't, Daniel Jones is looking better. Than I don't Atlanta. necessarily trust Saquon either. It's a so. small sample size, but Daniel Jones. Shout out to our guy. Yeah. Duke alumni, my man. He's like the. <laughs> <laughs> he's looked uh, better uh, this yes, year. Yes, yes, yes. The yes. past two weeks. So, um, spread. <sighs> That's tough spread again. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. 
Spreads at He's minus plus three for the Giants, plus three for the Falcons. He did very well again. I'd like I'd like to not bet on this game if I had to. But if I had to, I would like to bet on a, a lot of these games, honestly. <laughs> Some of these lines have been set so well. Yeah. Well set. Um, yeah. Extremely well set. Wow. There's, I think, only one line that I like really like that we're gonna see, but okay. that's it. Possibly Falcon. I don't know. I, I actually, I actually hate this line. I don't know any of these actually right here. Yeah. So inconclusive, unfortunately for you. <laughs> I would, I would maybe take Giants minus three because I yeah. have them winning. So yeah, I might as well take Giants fair. minus three. That's fair. Uh, just because they already have them winning. All right. Next game over, we have the Bengals and the Steelers. Oh, let's move down. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, I still want takes. Um, it's going to be a low-scoring game for sure. Uh, Bengals, Steelers. Uh, Steelers suffered some injuries at the end of that game with Deontay Johnson. Ben Roth, you know. Yep. Uh, Looked kind of rough for them. Uh, as far as the Bengals are going, T. Higgins is day-to-day. Uh with an injury, I forgot what injury, but I saw it pop up on my mm-hmm. feed. TJ Watt with that groin injury, um, that's looking kind of rough for him too. Right. Uh, so, man, um, one more to say, Joe Burrow had a bad week. Uh, you know, oh, yeah, last week. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. we didn't really talk about the Bengals. Uh, I mean, he's had bad. We week. had that. They had that week one. You know thriller you could say overtime win against the the vikings uh meanwhile uh the steelers um they won against the bengals but they lost against the raiders you know tj watt wasn't there um yeah that's all i gotta say about that really is the the cincinnati uh joe mixon's getting a lot of carries now but like uh that's Cincinnati passing offense it's you know uh it's kind of inconsistent, I should say, but Jamar Chase is getting his deep bombs. For some reason right now, I actually am liking Joe Burrow more than Ben Roethlisberger at this stage. I am too. And so, what are you talking about? Of course you know, I, I am know, too. And, and then when you have, uh, you know, the running game, I I don't know what to say. I think Najee Harris, uh, last game, he uh, got a little better in terms of just like seeing what he, uh, he brings to the table, but – I haven't seen too much from him. And, uh, you know, I, I give the edge a little bit to Joe Mixon actually here. And then finally for the receiving game, you know, when the quarterback can't throw you the ball or, you know, is just incompetent there, then uh, receiving becomes uh, less of a threat there. So, um, yeah, low scoring game seems correct here. These are divisional games, they're always get a little ugly in the AFC North for sure. Yeah. Um, so I, I'd see, I'd see Cincinnati. I like Cincinnati. I like Pittsburgh winning. I think the defense is really good. Uh, if TJ Watt doesn't play, though, that's like basically a defense without teeth, basically. Yeah, but I, I still, I still trust this Pittsburgh, you know, team at home. I, I don't, I wouldn't count Cincinnati out. I'd, I would take Cincinnati on the spread. Right. I mean, it was plus three. It was like plus more, but like the, it moved to minus three. Mm. Like it moved to like plus minus three, but it was like it was a bigger margin, and I would have definitely taken. Cincinnati. Okay. Yeah. But yep. on the spread. But I think right now, um, just leaning Pittsburgh away. Okay. I don't really know. It's only just a vo- again, it's, it's an avoid game. Okay. This is the game that I was confident about. This is the game you're confident about. Oh, oh my goodness. It moved. It moved. 
Fine, I'll still take it. Um, <laughs> all right. Cardinals at Jags. Uh, <laughs> one more. Uh, so we talked about the Cardinals, you know, yep. that offense looking, you know, Kyler Murray running around, throwing for 400 yards, you know, just a couple of touchdowns, just no big deal. Uh, you know, that defensive line did, you know, insane against uh, the Titans in that week one. Yep. Uh, Jaguars, meantime, maybe the worst team in the NFL. Yep. Uh, that defensive line, uh, but that offensive line wasn't giving Trevor Lawrence any, doing Trevor Lawrence any favors. Nope. Uh, Not at all. Same secondary that gave up so many yards to uh, Tyrod Taylor and the Houston Texans. Um, yeah. Yeah. Urban Meyer, not the best. Doesn't want to be there. Yeah. I think you have the Houston Texans burn you like that. Uh, I, I know what I can get out of the Jags, which is not much at all. Um, and Cardinals playing NFC West, that's all I'll say. So what do you got for game picks then? Cardinals. Okay, same. <laughs> um, and at minus seven, I was hammering Cardinals. I was too. But now it's seven and a half. I still take. I take the Cardinals. I think it's gonna be. It's gonna be flawed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. This no, no. The Cardinals. That that was that's the line I was most confident in. Cardinals minus seven. Oh my! So confident. Oh my god! Moved down. Moved down from uh, minus eleven to minus ten. Interesting. Um, Jets at Broncos. Jets at Broncos. Jets. Um, I feel bad for Zach Wilson. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Tony Romo looking kind of, kind of <laughs> right now. I don't know what he's feeling. That prediction might be a little. Yeah. Next to Mahomes. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but the Jets, uh, again, their offensive line is, you know, Makai Becton, uh, is out. Uh, it's not the best. Um, there, uh, you've seen the meme about this kid, Roasting the Jets, um, the Jets offense, where it's like uh, definite hold, free rusher. Uh, they're the linemen are blocking each other. Um, <laughs> they can't get no separation. Throws in the double coverage. Like, oh man, the Jets they, they're looking rough right now, and uh, I just feel bad for Zach Wilson. It's just devoid of talent. I I still think Salah could be a good coach. I thought, I mean, he might be. It's just like they're just devoid of talent right now. That's bottom line. Yeah. And the Broncos on the other side. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is uh, – he's doing well. We've so talked about it. So we've, we've kind of talked about so the Broncos already. Uh, Jerry Judy's out, but Cortland Sutton stepped up. Um, that They can't really run that well, but, uh, you know, um, they're passing it. But on the defensive side, uh, that defense is going to feast – on the, on the Jets. On the Jets and Zach Wilson. Oh, my God. It's going to feast. One of the best defenses. Uh, Big Fangio. Like, yeah. He's, 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 he's what helped spark that Brandon Staley. Y'all talking about Brandon Staley defenses. That, that all came from Big Fangio right wow. there. This might, yeah. At home, first home game. On the road. Like, you know, in Denver. In Denver. Hard conditioning. <laughs> There's arenas at minus Whoa. 10. I mean, the only advantage is Zach Wilson from Utah, so that doesn't really – I guess he's a little, little bit quote-unquote. Well, what about the rest of that team, man? <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. That's true. But um, tell you what, I mean, Jets are kind of a, 
you could almost say like black hole when it comes to talent, like literally doesn't have any talent and to drain there. Yeah. Um, Broncos have considerably much more talent in a game pick. I definitely take Broncos. I imagine you do the same. Yeah. Now in the spread, it's a plus 10 for the Jets. My set for the Broncos. That becomes interesting. I'd lean minus 10. I'd lean. I'm all, I, I wouldn't take it. I wouldn't hammer it. I'd tease it down, but I'd lean minus 10. If you could tease it down to like, uh, but it's at minus 10. If it was minus nine and you could tease it down to minus three, that would be a great. But you can't do that. So if it's minus 10, it'd be hard to tease it down. But I'd lean. I'd lean uh, Marcos. Yeah, I, I, that game is that is a very sad game. But anyways, going on to the Dolphins at Raiders. Interesting line as well. Yeah, that's a weird line. Again, four and five usually don't mean, mean that they don't know what they're doing. Know what they're doing. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dolphins, Raiders. Wow. Uh, Dolphins, two is out. Game. What the heck? Oh, I, two is out. Actually, my bad. Yeah, Will Fuller's out. Uh, two is out. Um, hmm. As far as the Dolphins, man, um, they're, I mean, they're, Stammering, trying to think of a point. It's just, it's interesting. <laughs> man, I think kind of already talked about the Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, the Tua getting hurt just sucks for them, uh, honestly. And their running game hasn't been high, the most productive as it could be. And if it's present, they try to have to lean on that. And um, that offensive line isn't that great. And if the Raiders defense is playing as good as it has been recently, uh, combined with uh, Derek Carter's like resurgence uh, in a way, uh, I mean, the Raiders, we've already talked about at the beginning of this, uh, at the beginning of part uh, part two. Yep. Um, they've been doing really well and um, they're all healthy, it looks like, or relative, I shouldn't say, it looks like uh, Derek Carr should be able to play. So um, we got really no reservations about this offense. Okay. I, you know, when you look at the Dolphins without Tua um, and Jacob Brissett and you look at Gaskin, who's losing carries, uh, and then, you know, I, I don't trust Brissett that much just in terms of, like, what he's going to do. Um, and then the Raiders, they've looked so, so good, so far so good. they played two good teams. They've done well. I'm not going to really like uh, bash them and say that, you know, both of those are flukes because they've done quite well. So I like the Ra- Raiders for sure here. Um, I definitely think, uh, you know, they, they just, uh, they're playing at home. <laughs> they have all the tools they need and uh, the Dolphins are very shorthand. So Raiders. Line. Plus four Dolphins minus four. Raiders. So I'm assuming you also have the Raiders. I take Raiders. All right, yeah. But on the line, though, plus four, minus four, that's an interesting one. I think it was at plus five, minus five, if I'm not mistaken, and moved down. Um, That's an interesting move down. That's interesting. I take the Raiders because I just think, you know, they're playing at Las Vegas. Um, They're actually also, you know, shorthanded with the Dolphins. I just don't see why Las Vegas wouldn't win. Yeah, I take take the Raiders as well. Okay. Covered the Tampa Bay LA game. And now on the Minnesota Seattle. Um, why don't you start this off, man? All right. 
So when it comes to this game, it's going to be quite interesting, actually. I think this is going to be an interesting game. When you look at it, um, so defenses. Um, Seattle's run defense kind of got absolutely gashed by uh, Derrick Henry last uh, last game. And so um, I don't know what you can do in the span of a week. Maybe there's a little bit of adjustments, but I still think uh, Dallin Cook will, you know, he'll have a, he'll have a good game. Um, I think he'll, he'll run a good amount. Um, and I just, right now, it's something with Seattle's defense is always like we start – a little bit slow in terms of just like uh, defensive chemistry and just kind of figuring stuff out. Once it comes mid season after bye week, things really get together. And so it's early stages here. I still think, uh, you know, it's vulnerable to uh, attack through the air as well. I see uh, Minnesota has done, you know, pretty well, with a three wide receiver set these days, um, you know, with uh, Osborne, with Justin Jefferson, with Adam Thielen looks pretty good. Um, I think, uh, you know, especially against Arizona's defense, which, I thought, you know, Arizona's even three very respectable. So, um, you know, I expect to see similar big numbers through the air as well. Seattle, you know, I think their offense, you know what you're getting there. Um, we're going to see a lot of big plays um, through the air. I don't think the Vikings defense is that good. Um, I, it's, it's, you know, people have been saying Zimmer is a defensive coach. He's done pretty bad for this defense this year round. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's just, uh, showing you that, you know, Seahawks are going to get through big plays through air. It might run a little bit. I don't think, uh, that's like, uh, the main emphasis here. So I see pretty high scoring, um, as you know, the Vikings have been, I guess, slowly getting accustomed to this season and Seahawks have been, um, so that's what we're looking at. And, uh, I think, now this is playing at Minnesota. So that's the, that's the interesting well, part. But, I'd, I'd also, you know, give my two cents. The Seahawks and the Vikings, when I think about, you know, recent years, have been close games. They've been close they've games. Been, uh, they've, been, <laughs> they've been wild games in my, you know, yep. my memory. These two teams, they end up always playing each other somehow. Um, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be high-flying. Um, these offenses, their defense, the defenses aren't going to be able to, can't, aren't going to be, Really good at stopping each other per se, per se. Um, and I think at this point I would just take what team I think is the better roster and just a better team overall. Okay, I so like the Seahawks. I like the Seahawks. <laughs> and you know the line, oh, it's almost. But they always play close. Like so, you would so think close. the Seahawks in a vacuum should be favored by so much more against the Vikings. But we've seen historically that that's not that's the case. Not, that's not the case because the Vikings always play them close. And it always comes down yeah. to the last thing about like, some stupid play. And the Vikings usually end up being in a place to win it. Yeah. It's just uh, yeah, stuff goes wrong. <laughs> so spread minus one and a half for Seattle plus one and a half. I avoid. Avoid. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely avoid this. I'd take Seattle minus – just because I, I think Seattle's going to win, I'll take Seattle. Yeah, yeah, same. I, they might win by a field goal, I think. That's about, that's about what we're looking at. Uh, covered Green Bay at San Francisco. So we'll go to Monday night, our final game. Eagles, Cowboys, NFC East Divisional. Um, yeah, this should be a fun one. Uh, the Eagles have surprised. I feel like they've done better than uh, we've expected. Um, they've definitely done better than we've expected. Uh, we've We've, what did I just say? Oh my God. Expected. 
Oh my gosh, you can tell my brain is frying up here. Uh, so Zach Ertz is out. Uh, yeah, he's on COVID uh, list, I believe. Um, their defense, man, brain, this, is, this is rough for the, for the Eagles. Um, it's quite rough, yeah. That's just pretty rough. <laughs> Brandon Graham and Brandon Brooks. Um, I could just see, I mean, the Eagle defense has performed better than um, I yes. think we've expected yes. again this year for sure. I mean, they held the Niners to 17 and the Falcons to six points. It's quite a you know, small amount. I just think the Cowboys offense is just really good as well. Uh, I mean, it's really it's explosive. And um, we'll see. I mean, we'll see if they're athletic enough to hold uh, Justin Hurts down because – Justin Hurts definitely has that dual threat ability that could, you know, make supposedly sound defenses kind of go awry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, like we said, Mike Parsons did pretty well. Uh, feels like Dan Quinn's kind of improved this defense a little bit. Uh, but again, they should have really given up 31 points to the Chargers. Right, right. So this is going to be closer than, I mean, what are, what are your thoughts? I think, uh, you know, Eagles, they have a good run defense. Uh, I think the Cowboys, they they like running it sometimes, but they don't rely on the run. They mm-hmm. rely on the pass. So I like the Cowboys in how they have such a great wide receiver core, how they have Dak in the back, how you know they, they have that kind of like an explosive um, kind of offense there. I you know Jalen Hurts, sure you could say that he has that you know ability to kind of like uh, solve kind of like these defenses, but I mean yeah, what, what is he throwing to? He has Devontae Smith which I, I think Devontae Smith is going to be good. I, I like seeing what he's done so far. I think he will be good. I don't trust the Eagles backfield. I, I just don't like it at all. Um, yeah. So it, they're playing at Dallas and Jerry world. I think uh, that, that matters a little bit too. So I take Dallas. Yeah. I take Dallas. Um, I also, in, just based on the competition that, you know, the Eagles fared against the Niners or said the Eagles and the Eagles played against the Falcons rather than I mean the Cowboys have played the Chargers and the uh Bucks, which I think are better teams. And so segueing to the spread, um plus four Eagles, minus four Cowboys. <laughs> four and fives are terrible numbers. Four and five are terrible numbers. Um those minus three, I would say Cowboys. Oh yeah. I'd I'd still maybe lead Cowboys at minus four. Interesting. Okay. Um, this is very very, very close. I, I just think that because NFC East games get so like ugly, yeah, I that's might, my fear. I might go plus four. You that's my fear. And all of them get ugly. They again, always I'd ugly. avoid this game. Yeah, I avoid I've avoided this game. Avoid before. NFC East games. They always get ugly. Yeah, so avoid ugly. NFC East game unless it's like over unders. Yeah, yeah, they always um, get ugly. So yeah, but sides avoid. Um, so as far as like recapping, as far as what we think we're most confident on. Uh, because the world is gearing more towards a betting market, you know, know, (laughs) wink, wink. That's where we're at these days. So like, so you had, um, so you had Washington, was it, you had Washington plus seven and a half and I had Buffalo plus seven, minus seven and a half. I'm not quite sure on that. It's going to be interesting. I still lean Buffalo minus seven and a half. Okay. Okay. Um, I just because if it's a touchdown, I could see the Bills winning by a touchdown, but more than a touchdown, then you take Washington. Right. All right. As next game was uh, Chicago Cleveland, we had different. Um, 
I'm still leaning Chicago plus seven, but I could also see. I say this is a stay away personally. Yeah, I can see it going both ways. Okay, okay. I I, I feel like Cleveland's gonna feast. That's one. Uh, Baltimore, Detroit. We both had Detroit plus eight. Yep. Moving on, Tennessee, Indianapolis. We, depending on if Carson Wentz plays, we've had Colts plus five and a half, right? Uh, Correct. Chargers, uh, Kansas City. We had Chargers plus six and a half. Yep. Uh, New Orleans, New England, both avoid. Had, avoid, but we both had New England, but yeah, we avoided. Well, we had New England winning it straight up, but on the spread, avoid. Yeah, do <laughs> do avoid that one. Uh, maybe you know we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Atlanta, New York, uh, New York win. Uh, you had Atlanta winning. I had New York winning. Yeah, it's just uh, a pick. Avoid. Yeah. Cincy, uh, Pittsburgh. You had Cincy winning. I had Pittsburgh winning. We both had Bengals on the spread. Uh, Arizona, Jacksonville. We both had Arizona winning, and we both we we both had Arizona on the spread. <laughs> at, at the initial line of seven, that was my like hammer. That's your hammer. Arizona yeah. minus seven. Yeah. Uh, Jets, Broncos. We both had Broncos winning it. We both leaned Broncos uh, minus ten. Yeah. Uh, Miami, Las Vegas. We both had Las Vegas winning. Uh, as far as the spread, I think we leaned Vegas minus we four. We leaned Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, oh, Rams, Bucks. The game of the week. Uh, we both had the Bucks winning, and we both leaned for the Bucks. Uh, just because that line is essentially a pick them. Yeah. So we both lean bucks up minus yep. one. And a half. Just, just who wins that game. Basically. Yeah. Seattle, same thing. This line is also pretty much set to pick them. Uh, Seattle, we both had Seattle winning and we both had Seattle minus one and a half. Cause again, that's pretty much what a pick them is. Yeah. Nice um, slate here. Uh, Packers, Niners. We had, uh, so we had different opinions. Didn't we? Yeah. We had quite different opinions. I had the Niners winning. And I had the Niners covering uh, if uh, I had the Niners covering, I think, what did you have? I had Packers winning. I think I have Packers at three and a half. Yeah. Cause obviously if the Packers winning, you have Packers. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, yeah. So Eagles, Cowboys. Um, we had the Cowboys and you, uh, I avoided, but uh, leaned Eagles. I mean, I guess yeah, I, Eagles plus four. I lean Eagles plus four just because of the nature of those games. Yeah. But yeah. All right. So that's that for week three. Um, it's been uh, Sports Insomniacs, and uh, it's going to be a long night away ahead of me, man. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. All right. Uh, we'll catch you, catch you next week, guys. Yep. Have a good week.